Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by United Dairy Farmers? The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Kettering Health Network, JTM Food Group, MSA Design, and by Document Destruction. The Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Cincinnati Bell, connecting what matters. Your tri-state Chevy dealer. Check out their award-winning lineup at your Chevy dealers now. Encore Technologies and Cisco Energy Pellets of America. Visit buyheatingpellets.com. And by United Dairy Farmers, where Highlander Grog Coffee is back for a limited time. Fresher, better, UDF. The Reds are on the now, the Reds Hot Stove League on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, from the Holy Grail Banks. Welcome again to the Reds Hot Stove League. Not exactly baseball weather outside, but we'll get there sooner or later. Tom Brenneman's not here tonight. Jim Day is not here tonight. But I am, but I'm ably accompanied by a guy who knows a little bit about the game of baseball. He will celebrate officially his one-year anniversary with The Athletic. And if you are unaware of what I'm talking about, that's a subscription-based sports website uh, that began, I think it's going to be three years this coming January, and that, of course, is C. Trent Rosecrans. How are you, pal? Mr. Brenneman, I am fantastic. Happy to be here. Oh, wow. Nice to have you here, and especially where we are as far as the calendar is concerned. Uh, because the winter meetings begin on Monday in Las Vegas. They run, I guess, what, three days or something to that effect? Three and a half. Um, and obviously always a big time as far as baseball itself is concerned. You'll be on hand leaving on Sunday and uh, writing for The Athletic, I'm sure, in something of a frenzy for three and a half days. Is that fairly accurate? It is. It is. It's, uh, it's interesting. I've started already planning what I'm writing and sowing those seeds because you want to have a plan going in but it only takes one move to change any plan and those happen a lot uh for those who don't know it's truly a unique gathering of sports people in this case baseball i don't know that there's anything among the three other major spectator sports that has anything remotely resembling something to of the nature that baseball does yeah. I, um, as a media person, as a guy who writes for a living, where do you hang out? I know the old days <laughs> they used to talk about the lobbies of the hotel and that type of thing. Does that still hold forth today? Still holds forth, that and the bar. Yeah. Um, and as soon as it opens. And, <laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot. I always say the key to this job is comfortable shoes. And uh, it's never more important than at the winter meetings. Because um, you just kind of mill about a lot. And the bigger the place, like this is going to be in Las Vegas, one of those sure. huge places. So you're always kind of walking around. When it was in Opryland in Nashville, um, there's a lot of kind of moving around and, and trying to figure out and finding people and just talking to a lot of people. And and it's, uh, it's, it's a unique beast and not one I particularly enjoy, but it's part of the gig. Do you have any memories of previous uh, 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 baseball winter meetings that you have covered? Anything that stands out in your memory? 
I got food poisoning one year in Nashville. That would uh, ring a bell. <laughs> um, and that didn't that didn't help things. That was when the Aroldis Chapman stuff was going down. Um, I was alternating puking and uh, <laughs> and trying perfect. to follow it. It was it was great times. Um, other than that, you know, a lot of it is just I've covered the Reds, so I haven't had a whole lot of huge deals. Sure. You know, here's the one I remember. The last day of the winter meetings always is uh, the Rule 5 draft, which isn't that sexy. Sure. Um, but in 2006, it was going into the 2007 season. It was my introduction to the beat. I just started. I was there with Mark Lancaster, who had started, who was leaving. And uh, the Rule 5 draft, the Reds, I think, had the fifth pick. And we are in this huge room. Everybody's in this room. It's a huge room all the teams, everybody, to watch the Rule 5 draft really only because it's the, the very last thing. As soon as that's over, people usually get on the bus. Right. And you, you are to the airport. Um, I saw Rob Butcher. Rob is always hurrying us uh, because <laughs> Rob wants to get home, <laughs> and I don't blame Rob. So that day in 2006, December of 2006, get the Rule 5 draft. There's one story that everybody's like, is somebody going to take Josh Hamilton? Yep. And they, you hear the announcement. There's a guy on the thing. Uh, they, they brought up a, a card. He says, uh, with the first pick of the Rule 5 draft, the Chicago Cubs select Josh Hamilton, outfielder, Tampa Bay Rays. And we're like, oh, man, those poor Cubs riders. Because everybody knew this story and what it was going to be. And about it, it was probably enough to get those words out where then it came out the Cubs have traded the rights to Josh Hamilton to the Reds. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, oh, we've got to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about getting to the airport. It's getting work. And this is going to be a story. And then in the second round, they took a guy who was announced as Levi Burton, Jared Burton, who had a pretty good uh, little big league career as a reliever. I mean, that was a, that was a really good Rule 5 draft. Do you have any expectations of what's going to go down there as far as this club is concerned? I think it's changed so much. You know, back – you know, probably even 20 years ago. I mean, somebody older than I can probably uh, um, speak to this better. You know, now the hype is bigger than what actually is done. Yeah. You know, because everybody has a cell phone. It's not like in the Moneyball movie where they went and went on a plane to make a deal. Everybody does it over text now. Um, so there can be some groundwork laid, or a lot of times there will be a, a big showy uh, signing. Um, uh, heck, a couple years ago when the Reds, you want to talk about great days for the Reds, when they traded um, in the same day, they traded uh, Alfredo Simon and got Eugenio Suarez back and traded Matt Latos and got Anthony DiSclefani back. Right. That was uh, on one day there where they said, we've got a press conference. And then they were like one after, I think it was the Reds and the Tigers did it. That was the first one. And then the other part broke and we were just like, hey, Walt, what about this too? And it was, uh, and then wrote that on a plane. I would ask you this. Uh, I guess it's a twofold question. Would you be surprised if the Reds did make a deal or deals at the winter meetings, or would you be surprised if they didn't? I don't know that I'd be surprised either way. Um, just because I, I don't see the, the winter meetings, it's not a deadline. You know, that's the difference between the salary cap sports, yeah. the NFL and the NBA, and baseball. For those sports, it behooves free agents to sign quickly 
because there's a certain pool of money left. And baseball, usually, except for last year, it behooves the free agent to wait and get uh, more money later. So um, I, I could see either way. I don't think it's a, it's not a necessity to get something done. Although this team has talked a lot about that they are going to do something. And the fan base, I believe, is getting antsy. And I understand that. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but uh, along those same lines, we've seen uh, Patrick Corbin sign uh, with the Washington Nationals six years, uh, something that the Yankees would not give him. They offered him five years. They would not offer him a sixth year. And a trade that was announced earlier Ooh. today, in fact, just a short time ago, and we'll talk about this more in depth later on in the program, Paul Goldschmidt goes from the Arizona Diamondbacks to the St. Louis Cardinals, and in return... Uh, a pitcher, Luke Weaver, uh, a minor league infielder, Adam Young, a catcher, Carson Kelly, who many would say is the best prospect in the Cardinal organization, but so far has not been able to hit water if he fell out of a boat. And, uh, and then a draft choice down the road. So two big deals right there, unless I'm forgetting somebody else it's, uh, that's moved along. So the die has been cast, so to speak. Uh, trades have been made or signings have taken place. And, uh, I guess once it happens, then you expect at sometimes you expect the floodgates to open. You know, and I, I think Corbin was the first domino to right. fall. And I think everybody felt that. And then the next domino in the free agent position players will be uh, Manny Machado. And I think it's going to be Machado before Harper because Harper and his agent Scott Boris are hell bent on having the biggest deal. And I don't know that Machado is quite as up there on that. So there, I think that's where the that market's going to stay. Uh, but, you know, that's not the market the Reds are playing in. Right, that's it, correct. With Corbin, now you look at those next tiers, Dallas Keuchel, Jay Happ, um, and that type of pitcher, and we'll see what happens there. But when you talk about teams like the, the Phillies and the uh, Yankees still wanting to get pitching, that drives prices up. Sure it does. Uh, you're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Our guest from The Athletic, see Trent Rosecrans, and we'll continue in just a moment. Well, we're just sitting here chatting up everything <laughs> under the sun about what's coming up, what's already been. Kranz from The Athletic, quick insight into what has turned out to be an incredibly ambitious undertaking. Uh, I did a little bit. Alex Mather, yes. Adam Hansman. Adam Hansman, Cincinnati native. They Big were, Marty Brenneman fan. Uh, thank God for that. Um, these are the two guys that had the concept after working together as co-workers at a fitness place of all things. Strava. Um, yes. I know there are probably some people here who use Strava to run or bike. I know uh, right. Yid does, I believe. Tomas Vera is a huge Strava guy. And it has taken off, uh, probably maybe even more so than they had anticipated. When you consider how many people they've hired, uh, the names that, and you can talk about uh, Armin Katayan. Yeah, just, that's who, a new one. Who's just recently been hired. Um, th th these people are obviously doing a lot of things right. They brought on a bunch of very talented men and women to write for them. Yeah, and, and I, I just look at baseball. Yeah. We... we I, I joked that it's the dream team. And I'm just like, man, am I Christian Leitner in this thing? Because we have so many good people, you know, yeah. like Mark Carrig, Matt Gelb. I mean, that doesn't include 
Jason Stark and Ken Rosenthal. Right. Um, when Ken called me to recruit me to this thing, I, I asked if he had the right guy. He meant to call somebody else. But Zach Buchanan, our old friend, is in Arizona. Yep. I'm sure he is tapping away right now on some uh, great story about the big trade. But, no, the athletic has been amazing. What it's, what it's allowed me to do is to try to write different things and uh, really give me the freedom to write longer things. Like we were just kind of talking about this. Uh, probably my favorite story from, from this year is when instead of going to a Reds-Mets series in New York in – July or August, which I don't, I think you guys remember the Reds record at that time. It was, um, you know, we weren't hanging on the balance of those, those couple games in New York. Um, I went to the Dominican Republic because I had never been there to see the complex and to see what the people at the, the Reds complex in the Dominican Republic do. And it was just, it was eye opening and it was just fascinating to see the, the people there, um, it, 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 it really kind of changed my thoughts. And then to, with the sad news of the loss sure. of life of, of one of the young men down there recently, um, it kind of hit closer to home because I knew, you know, um, Joel and Juan and, and Joel Naboa and Juan Peralta, uh, two of the guys who run the thing down there. And I just knew how much they were hurting and everybody down there was hurting because uh, it's, it's, really a, it's a whole different world in the Dominican Republic when you're talking about these 16, 17, 18-year-old kids um, learning to play baseball. And it, it, was, it was a fun trip, and, and I wrote a little bit about it, and hopefully people got a little bit of insight on it. So um, those are the kind of things I've been able to do uh, writing for The Athletic, and they allow us to do. And it's been um, – it's always trying to find something different that you're not going to see anywhere else. And as a result of having been there, I guess it, 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 it's impossible not – from, from your personal perspective, to take a, a different look at kids anytime you talk to a kid from the Dominican, no or doubt. for that matter, probably any Hispanic country. In, any foreign country, you know, and it's, it is so different when you think of someone, and then you see a guy like, maybe not Eugenio Suarez, because Eugenio is so outgoing, but a guy he like sure Jose is. Peraza. Correct. And to see how hard he's been working on so much of his language skills and all the other stuff and um you, you try to empathize just a little bit and, and and luckily i have a little bit of an idea i um this is my weird background but you know i graduated high school in japan and i lived in japan my last two years of high school so i've been in a country where i couldn't read or or speak the language and that just gives you a little bit of i don't know empathy and, and, and understanding of, of of just a little bit of course i was very lucky that i could go to the military base. I could go sure. back on the Navy base and be back in America. Yeah, people need to understand if they don't already know that Trent was a, a military brat. Yes. And, and lived in a million places when his dad was moved from spot to spot. Yeah, lived in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba for a little Amazing. bit as well. Um, so that is, uh, you know, that's one of the great things about my upbringing that I thank my father for, for, for really introducing the world to me because of his service and what he did. And, um, I, I, I think the world of my father. He's a, he's a very good man and, um, and you know, my personal hero, and, and he earned it uh, for, for being a dad, not for sure. any of the other stuff, and being just a great father. And your mom and dad, thankfully, are still around, and they're oh, yeah. living in Alabama. Yep, we were there for Thanksgiving. It was awesome. It was, um, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. Now, you've been to Dominican. That was a business trip, but you're going to go to Cuba on a pleasure 
cruise. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, uh, it's business for my wife, and I'm tagging along. So um, I'm really excited that because, of I, again, I said I, was in, I lived in Guantanamo Bay. Um, we are going to be going to Havana, another place, and then Santiago de Cuba, which is really close to Guantanamo Bay. And when I was a kid, now, we lived there from 81 to 83. This is the heart of the Cold War. Sure. And I, I, I'm six, seven, eight you know, years old. But we would go to the beach and we'd go other places and you would see a barbed wire fence, the red sign that said, Pedro Danger, mines. And there was a big minefield between us and what was real Cuba. Sure. So, like, there was no interaction with what we called real Cuba. Most of our interaction uh, was with the Jamaicans who, who worked on the base. Um, so we, we were kind of given more Jamaican culture than even Cuban culture when we lived in Cuba. Uh, but for me, it's going to be really interesting because I just remember being on the other side of that. Sure. And there were times where <laughs> I was telling my wife this about, about something else and some of the drills uh, that our daughter has to deal with in kindergarten now. But when I was that age, we had evacuation drills. And I remember we had one where they evacuated all the families on the base, and we actually got on the C-130s in the jump seats and flew to to, to okay. Jacksonville for a day. Really? And it was to practice if Guantanamo Bay was invaded. And so we we actually did that as a kid. It was really cool for me because I'm like seven. I don't know any better. I just thought it was cool and we got a trip out of it. <laughs> and I got to fly out on one of the military planes. But um, for my sister, it was probably a little bit more difficult because she was older and um, always been smarter than me. But at that point, she was also a little more. How mature. many different places did you live? Uh Let's see, I was born in Rhode Island, moved to um, South Carolina, Charleston, moved to Guantanamo Bay, moved to Chesapeake, Virginia, your neck of the world. stomping grounds. Uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, then Yokosuka, Japan, and then I graduated high school there and went to college at the University of Georgia. I lived in Athens, Georgia for a long time, then lived in Alabama for just a little bit, and then moved here. I've lived here much longer than I've lived anywhere else, so this is kind of a a home of sorts. (laughs) Um, my daughter was born here. My wife and I were married here. Uh, it's, it's, I, it, it's, it's as close to a home as I've ever had. Well, the cool thing is you work in an industry where you can live pretty much anywhere you want to live now, even now. more so now. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's great. It's a great place to, you know, raise a family. Well, tell me about um, it. You know, you've had opportunities. 45 years. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. loving this town. Yeah. I mean, like, and I've talked to that, our, our friend Paul Doherty. Um, Paul has certainly had his fair share of opportunities to, to go other places, but um, for his family, this was the best place, and I, I love Cincinnati. It's, it's a great place to live. The Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale now, starting at only $40. The gift pack includes four ticket credits, good toward any combination of games this coming year. Plus, you got a Mr. Redleg Snowman bobblehead. Purchase your Reds Holiday Gift Pack today at the Reds Kiosk located in Kenwood Town Center or at reds.com slash holiday. Some restrictions apply. We're pleased to have C. Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic with us tonight. The Reds Hot Stove League is back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Stay with us. Sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all the Reds country for only 30 bucks. Your child can become a Reds Head Kid Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, Joey Votto, bobblehead, free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase now at reds.com slash kidsclub. We are, of course, 
at the Holy Grail Banks. We appreciate all the folks who turned out tonight. We will uh, be chatting toward the end of the program with Sarah Ingram, who is uh, one of the people that make the uh, Reds Community Fund what it is today about the uh, big event they've got, the Spring Training Experience Sweepstakes. We are with C. Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic, and we have a gentleman standing by and has been for quite a while now patiently from Springdale. Dale, uh, Dave, you are on the air. David. I thought David was hanging in there. Gentlemen, you there? Dave, we're here. What were you, in the kitchen oh, getting something to drink? <laughs> Um, Hey, I was just wondering, you you hear all the rumors and all the names uh, getting thrown around on the Internet, and I was wondering if you could uh, let me know if there's any credence to any of them, you know, the Dallas Keuchel's, Zach Granke's, guys like that. Well, I I mean, Dallas Keuchel's a free agent, and this is a a group that's going to court some free agents. Now, I kind of always joke that free free agents aren't free and they have agency. Um, so those are two things you have to you have to keep in mind. Um, whereas Zach Grinke is a different one, and especially with the Paul Goldschmidt trade, uh, this is a team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, that are looking to to shed themselves of some money. And Zach Grinke, who had signed the highest average annual uh, contract, uh, is is a guy who's taking some money up. Um, however, with Zach Grinke, he has a 15-team no-trade clause, and as our friend uh, Zach Buchanan. Yep. My former mm-hmm. colleague at the Enquirer and current colleague at the Athletic uh, reported the Reds are one of those 15 teams. Now, those, oh. te- those are always, when people put a no-trade uh, teams on their list, there's always a mix of teams that they don't want to go to and teams that uh, they're using for leverage. Now, because you, you'll always see the Yankees on somebody's no-trade no list. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. because they want, don't want to play for the Yankees. It's because they want to have the leverage to say that if you trade me to the Yankees, you have to pay me extra. Right. The Reds uh, okay. are rarely somebody's leverage team. Yeah. Um, one other thing, uh, who do you think is the front runner for uh, the center field position? Do you think is there somebody that uh, they're looking to bring up, or is there a particular free agent they have in mind? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think they could still look at a guy like AJ Pollock, but that's going to it's going to see what he his market is. He's asking for 80 right now. I don't think that's happening. Or what you could do is go and get some type of defender, uh, like a defensive specialist, who would make a lot less than Billy Hamilton would. Right. And have him platoon and also be know that his situation coming in. Have him platoon. Have a guy like Scott Schebler play. I mean, like somebody asked me on uh, my, my Q&A on The Athletic yesterday, you know, who would, who would you put money on um, uh, starting center field on the opening day? I said Shebler just because he's done it, he's on the team, and there's a big thing to remember. This is a team that had Shinsu Chu playing center field. That's correct. And this, is the, and this is part of the Billy Hamilton thing. This is the least conducive ballpark for a guy like Billy Hamilton because it's the smallest, and so that he didn't really have to really show his true talents. You put him in in Colorado, and I think yeah, he's still go somewhere, some, somewhere big. Right, and so you can get away with a lesser defender than Billy Hamilton at Great American Ballpark, and then if you have a, a guy who's uh, a defensive specialist, uh, just, you know, throw out a name like a Gerard Dyson or something like that. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that guy can 
can really play on the road a little bit more than he would at home. So, sure. okay, uh, Dave. Well, I appreciate all the info, guys. Yeah, all thank right, you, pal. Dave. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Dave. That's a that was a long way of saying I don't know. Yeah, that's that's okay. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Are you surprised the Reds have not done anything yet? No, just because you know you look around and it is heating up right now. But if you go through the teams who have done something, there's a lot more who haven't. Yeah, that's correct. And um, you know it's been the Mariners trading everybody as the Mariners always do. As they always. And do. then a couple of little things. I, I I would I would think because I think the natives are getting restless and and deservedly so that that something might happen hope hopefully soon just to kind of get us out of our slumber the holy grail banks and budweiser proud sponsors of the red's hot stove league grab your buds for our next show next wednesday night december the 12th with specials on bud and bud light buckets at the holy grail bank cincinnati's home for sports see trent rosecrans is with us we'll be back after this Back at the Holy Grail Banks, this is the final show before the winter meetings begin in Las Vegas, Nevada. They officially kick off on Monday. Uh, Trent will be there along with everybody else who covers this ball club from the written media. And we will certainly be looking forward to what transpires in Las Vegas relative to this Reds club. Uh, before we let you go, we got about five more minutes. Um, you, and we were talking about the coaching staff, and I, you feel the same way I do. I'm very impressed with what they've done in putting together a, a big-time coaching staff led by Derek Johnson, the pitching coach coming from Milwaukee, Turner Ward, the hitting coach coming from the L.A. Dodgers. You talked to Derek Johnson, and you were suitably impressed. Yeah, and uh, the biggest thing with Derek Johnson was when that news came out, my phone blew up from people all around baseball going, right. oh, my goodness, the Reds aren't messing around. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think that's something where they saw that it, it can be hard to get a free agent to come here, but they put some money into this coaching staff. Right. Like, they seriously did, and it's it's really impressive. A guy like Donnie Eckert, um, you know, he's the assistant hitting coach. I sat and talked to him, or he just kind of talked to me for, like, 15 minutes and blew my mind. He's just a really smart guy. He's got a degree in biomechanics or, you know, and just yeah. those classes I avoided as a journalism major. <laughs> um, and, and, and so it's really kind of fascinating to see these guys. J.R. House is the third base coach who I always remember as a football player. He uh, one time held, I, I believe, the all-time um, passing record for the country. That's correct. passing yards for high school. That's correct. At Nitro, West Virginia. And I just remember him because Jim Donnan was the coach of Georgia when I was covering Georgia and he was in high school and because Jim had been in Marshall, he was well aware of, of J.R. House and had tried to recruit him at Georgia at the time. Does it not make sense to you from a logic standpoint that these guys would not have come had they not been given every assurance in the world that we are going to make something good happen here? Uh, they believe it. Yeah. And they believe in David Bell. And to a man, they said... David is putting together a staff and doing something that we all want to be a part of. It, it's, you know, it, it's it's kind of a different thing. It's uh, We go back to what we were talking about before with the athletic. I saw what they were putting together, and I kind of wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. And I think there was some of that, and that's always, you know, there's that fear of missing out of something because this could be a great story. And um, they were they were given money um, and, and years, but um, I, I think these – these guys didn't come here to collect a paycheck. Right. They, they came here to do good work. And when you're talking, I, I, I've had several people tell me that Derek Johnson's the best in the business. Really? Yeah. 
And it, it, when you do that, that's for a reason. And it's, it's really impressive. And, uh, you know, I talked to uh, Jared Hughes, who pitched for him in Milwaukee. Loved him. Kurt Casale I, I talked with um, because Kurt was, his, was a catcher at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt when he, yeah. was, he was the pitching coach at Vanderbilt. So um, the, the people who have worked with him love him. And you look at what some of the guys like Wade Miley, Gio Gonzalez, two free agents, what they did in Milwaukee at the end of the year when they came over to Milwaukee. Um, I, I, I think there's some really impressive things. And I, that's one of the X factors in all this is, is David Bell and this staff. Yeah. and what kind of recruiting they can do. A quick comment on the, your take of the uh, Paul Goldschmidt trade to the Cardinals from Arizona. It's one of those one of those trades, you know, we've seen this from St. Louis before. Mark McGuire, um, Matt, Matt Holliday, uh, Dexter Fowler, it didn't work out. Where it's a guy on a one-year deal, they're getting him and want to see if he'll fall in love with uh, the BFIB, the best fans of baseball, yeah. and, and what they're doing there. And it's a... I see both sides of that trade. Um, you know, it's one year of Paul Goldschmidt, but it's a recruiting year. And it didn't work with Fowler, but it's worked with other guys in the past. And I, I think it's a really good move for St. Louis. And this really tough division just got a little bit tougher because you, you don't want to see that guy as many times as the Reds are going to see that guy this year. Trent, my undying thanks for your oh. making time for us tonight. I thoroughly enjoy talking to you. You're picking your brain about the game of baseball, say travels down in Nashville, and I'll be all over your stuff on The Athletic beginning the, Monday morning. Theathletic.com slash hot stove 40, just for listeners here, 40% off. God bless them. Or if you have a, uh, you know, you want to give somebody special a gift, theathletic.com slash gift and a 20% off on a gift subscription. Give yourself a chance. I'll tell you one thing. You'll be bowled over by the ability of these folks to write and uh, they're making a concerted effort to cover this country like a blanket down the road. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Safe travels. Have a great Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks to See Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic. When we return, uh, the very talented Sarah Ingram will be up here. Don't get stage fright now, darling. We're going to talk about this. Reds Community Fun Endeavor, the ultimate spring training experience sweepstakes, and that's coming up when we return to the Holy Grail Bank. Stay right with us. We'll be back. We are back for the final five or so minutes of this Wednesday night edition of the Reds Hot Stove League. Again, we'll be back next Wednesday night. Be hard-pressed to get somebody that can talk trash as far as this game of baseball. Like see Trent Rosecrans again. We thank him very much for being with us. And now we go from that to talking to a young lady who is a power behind the throne at the Reds Community Fund, and that would be the soon-to-be-betrothed Sarah Ingram. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Marty? Uh, you know me, kid. <laughs> same old, same old. Same old, same old. You are here for the express purpose of talking about something that people really ought to be involved with. If they've never been to spring training before, this is going to allow some folks to go and go for free. Uh, and that is what has been billed as the ultimate spring training experience sweepstakes with the proceeds going to the Reds Community Fund, correct? Yeah, so this is the second year that we've decided to host this fundraiser. It went over so well last year that we decided to try it again. 
um, gives all Reds fans the opportunity to kind of experience spring training like how you would experience it. Sure. In VIP fashion, of course. Of course. Two prizes are available. Uh, the uh, ticket prices are $25. One ticket for $25. Uh, the more tickets you buy, the better chance you got to win. Uh, VIP access. Tell them what the prizes include. Sure. So the the I think the coolest part of it is a VIP meet and greet with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not everyone gets to experience this. It's actually with the owners. Um, so it is not open to the public. It's not for a fee. It is it is truly exclusive. Um, and you kind of just get to hang out with the players, and eat breakfast, and you know get some photographs and autographs from them just in the very you know exclusive manner um but now there's a visit now that's a highlight of this entire right, trip. I, was, I was just going to bring this up you get to sit in the booth with marty and I the mean, cowboy I, why would how could you go wrong uh, you, you could really go wrong <laughs> believe me <laughs> they catch us on a bad day it could be interesting all good days all good days at spring training that is true <laughs> absolutely right and tickets to two Red Spring training games and a private tour. And this is really good because uh, I was involved with some folks that went last year and another group the year before. A private tour of the Reds Goodyear Spring Training Complex, which is an education into itself. Right. So, actually, they got there super early at the same time as the players did and got to experience basically a, a day in the life of those players. Um, and, again, you're super exclusive. You're with the management of the facility, so you get to see the ins and outs of it. So, again, not something you can buy, just, you know, experiencing spring training from the eyes of, you know, a VIP and a player and, you know, Marty. Talk about the travel. <laughs> Everything's included. We'll fly you there. We'll get you back. You get your own car. You get to stay at the Wigwam, and I'm sure you could speak about that. Very nice. It's a resort out in Goodyear, and it's it's first class. It uh, doesn't get a whole lot better than that, and if you're – if you're a guy who is lucky enough to win this thing, be sure to take your golf clubs because you're gonna you got a choice of three courses out there. Yeah, and they could even play you. Yeah, if I'm not working, you know, <laughs> they work me like a dog in spring training, so I don't know about that. So round trip airfare for two, resort accommodations. You arrive on Sunday, you depart on Wednesday. Ground transportation provided, gift cards that cover meals. You must be 21 years of age or older to enter. No purchase necessary to enter. And uh, folks can buy their tickets, $25 a piece right now, correct? Right. Um, you can either give me a call or go online right now, reds.com slash spring sweepstakes. Uh, I do have to mention that it will end on Friday. so This coming some, Friday. Yes, there is some urgency to um, purchase your tickets now, uh, reds.com slash spring sweepstakes, or you can always give me a call, 513-765-7240. Sarah, when will the uh, winners be announced? I'm hoping to draw it by the 10th. So So there will be two prizes available. Right. You will know shortly if you're going to be in some sun and fun in March. And normally the weather is just about perfect uh, that time of year. uh, Not always the case in Florida, but more often than not, by that time of the month of March, the weather is spectacular out in Arizona. Yeah, I haven't been in many years, but it is a great time to go during spring training. Sarah, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you, Marty. Charlie Frank could not have done a better job than you did, kid. Uh, thanks, Marty. God bless you. <laughs> thanks. Sarah Ingram from the Reds Community Fund. If you're thinking about doing it, get on top of it because, as Sarah said, the deadline 
is coming up uh, this Friday. We again want to thank Trent Rosecrans for being with us tonight. Uh, we should have a lot to talk about, or hopefully a lot of stuff to talk about relative to the Reds by this time next week. What with the winter meetings uh, slated to get underway in Las Vegas, beginning officially on Monday, and for the most part, it will be pretty much over and done with by the time uh, we're on the road, uh, on the air beginning next, uh, shortly after 6 o'clock next Wednesday night. Hope all of you will be back with us then. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you for another edition of the Reds Hot Stove League. Thank you very much.